As the high school football season rolls on, we've got you covered. This is Next Round Preps on the Double Down Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome in to Next Round Preps as we head in to week eight. Officially week eight, the ninth game of the season for a lot of teams as we are now down to the final couple weeks of region play. Actually, shockingly enough, there's a lot of regions that have three weeks left because uh, there's nine team regions, there's 18 regions, 17 regions, and even some 16 regions. There's some regions that are actually almost completely decided, even though we're only heading into week eight right now because of those 16 regions. So some people will finish this week. Some people have a long way to go. But on average, this is going to be the second to last week of region play for a lot of regions. And uh, last week, some playoff spots were grabbed up officially locked up some region titles were officially locked up in some of those smaller regions and some regions just got so out of whack that when i was doing my bracketology jerry yes i just it made my head want to explode well i you know i've had a question on my mind all day i want to ask you what do you think who do you think the number one team is that has most shocked us this year in high school football um i think tuscaloosa county's up there but the one tough quote-unquote tough opponent they've played they lost to pretty bad in Hewitt Trustville and uh, then Hoover they played somewhat close but lost that one and then we'll see Thompson this week Um, you know but I mean there's a good chance that they're coming into this game against Thompson this week with a what six and two record uh, five and two record and yet they could still miss the playoffs potentially if they lose this week and lose to Vestavia so that's one Um, I mean what John I'm going with Moody I expected them to be good, and I expected them to win, but I didn't expect them to blow everybody out and be undefeated this this time in the year. And look, we know what what Jay Gans can do. Obviously, did it at Thompson as an assistant for a while, and uh, very rightfully so. Got the the chance at Moody. Only reason I, I would say Moody is a good choice, but they still have to get past Leeds this week. That is That's the true. one thing that. You beat Leeds, then at that point, yes, it's no question it's Moody. Um, you know, Leeds is a program that was really good under Keith Etheridge. They're back being really good against uh, everybody with Jerry Hood now. And I- I'm kind of waiting for this week to see because Alexandria, I guess, is the best team they've beaten so far um, this season. A lot of the teams kind of behind them in that region aren't that great. But definitely has been a, a really solid season for Moody as they are unbeaten and heading into this matchup against Leeds coming up this week, which we'll preview here in just a second. But the winner of that game, um, if Leeds win, they'll lock, they'll lock up the region title. If Moody wins, they will not. They still have to get one more win against Southside next week. But uh, we'll look at all of that and kind of talk about where things are in the brackets. All of my bracketology is up 1A through 7A at ALPreps.com. You can go check that out. Um, like I said, a lot of teams last week locked up region title spots. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of congrats to different teams across the state and one of the games I wanted to talk about last week Leeds and Alexandria Alexandria fighting for playoff position they're now the fourth team I believe in that region behind uh, Leeds Moody at 1-2 some position and then Southside Gatson Leeds beat them 23-7 to to remain unbeaten and kind of help set up that huge matchup against Moody this week um, that I know we're all looking for and then the only other 5A game I had uh, written down Charles Henderson beat Ufala 34-7 they remain unbeaten in region play I don't think think that locked up the region for them Uh, it's so hard to keep track of everything but um, they have played really solid this season and are unbeaten in region play Uh, they're getting the win over Eufaula and we can't leave 5A without mentioning UMS Wright just cleaning house down here in Mobile so 
that 5A, you look for UMS Wright to almost guarantee to make the, well, not guaranteed, but to make the Super 7. Yeah, UMS Wright is one of those you can almost in pencil right in every single year, uh, especially in 4A. And I mean, they're up in 5A now, but they're still running over teams in 5A. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that St. Paul's is out of 5A. They've moved up to 6A. Those are the two teams down in Mobile. There's a lot of private schools down there, but those are the two teams that are always moving up and down, either based on size or competitive balance with the new competitive balance rules they have here in the state of Alabama. All right, moving on to Class 6A, a big game between Muscle Shoals and Decatur last week. Uh, Decatur came in unbeaten. Muscle Shoals only loss had come to Hartzell. Muscle Shoals got that win 42-28 to to now set up uh, an interesting you know, matchup between the four teams this week in that region. Um, Hartzell looks to be the top team, but they now face Decatur. So Decatur um, getting a little bit of a wake-up call in, in the form of a loss there to Muscle Shoals, but they still have a chance to prove something. The biggest... I think one of the biggest results, though, for me this week as we move down a region, down to Region 6, Pinson Valley and Center Point. Center Point, George Bates getting the win, 29-22. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention that, too. You know, we talk about George Bates so much because he's he's one of those guys like Jerry Hood, like so many of them, that wherever they go, they become winners. So when you Center Point was going to be better, it may have taken George Bates an extra year or two to get it to where he needs it. But right now, a big win and I'm not sure I, I meant to look it up how far back it goes since they beat Pinson Valley, but that's a big win. It is, and it puts them in potentially position to – they've already lost to Clay Chalville. they got Oxford next week. It, it puts them in a position where – Center Point could potentially have a home game with only one loss if they're able to get past Oxford. Um, right now, 7-1 and one on the season, 4-1 and one, um, in region play right there behind Clay Chalville and Pinson Valley – Believe it or not, because of this loss, now in a chance to have a chance to miss the playoffs altogether because they play Shades Valley this week, who's sitting there at the same region record. So we'll see what happens with Pinson Valley. But huge, huge, huge win for center point there in Region 6. Moving down to Region 5, Gardendale and Mountain Brook, the two teams we're looking forward to playing for basically that region title. They get a big win over Minor. Gardendale does 34-14. They improved to 4-0 in region play, Minor 2-2. Two George Bates' former team there at Minor, who's uh, also trying to make the playoffs there in Region 5. Um, McAdory and Hueytown, close game there. Hueytown, the Golden Gophers, trying to get the second seed there behind Hillcrest Tuscaloosa, who only needs to win one of their next two to lock up the region title. Uh, they've already beaten Hueytown. They've already beaten Northridge, um, who are the two teams behind them. But Hueytown, 32-27, get a big win over McAdory, and uh, they are now trying to get that second seed. All right, have you ever seen a team that plays almost every game down to the last play? Calera ends up beating Briarwood 31-28. to We would not expect any less of Briarwood than a three-point game one way or the <laughs> other. But big win for Calera right there. Yeah, multiple overtimes. I was able to turn that on right when the game got to the end and went to overtime. And, I mean, Calera moved the ball pretty well. They ran the ball well. And Christopher Fazina and that Briarwood offense just could not get it done in overtime. For high school, if you don't know how overtime works, it's think of the college way, game, not the two-point conversion stuff they do now, but think of the you know first and, and 10 from the 25. Well, it's the same thing, just first and 10 at the 10. So you have four downs basically to get it in, and uh, then you know you, you flip a coin, choose offense, defense, you flip the next time and, and do the same thing. But, um, yeah, multiple overtimes there and Kalir getting the win. So Briarwood now in a tough position because Pelham, they beat Ben Russell in uh, Region 3 as well. They win 30-20, to 20, so Ben Russell's now at 2-2. Two and two. Pelham's at 3-1. and one. They already have the win over Briarwood, so does Helena. Briarwood still has Homewood next week um, in the final week of Region play to try to potentially work their way in. They're not out, but as uh, I talked to a bunch of people on Twitter when that game went final, 
Briarwood has a long hill to climb, a tall hill to climb, but they do have Ben Russell still on their schedule. So they could potentially beat Ben Russell if Kalira loses out, which is, is possible because I think they only have Helena left. And they beat Ben Russell and Ben Russell loses out. They can still sneak in that fourth spot, but that means they have to beat Ben Russell and they have to beat Homewood in a rivalry game. Homewood right now, uh, they only have to beat Pelham to lock up the region title there so region three still a lot of work to do for teams like Briarwood clear can still work their way in too so still six teams alive for four spots there in region three um moving down to region two carver montgomery and watumka carver at 4-0 now in region play as they win 33-13 over watumka next week carver and pike road face each other they're both unbeaten down there in that kind of montgomery area region and in region one mcgill tool and spanish fort spanish fort escapes with a 33-24 win over the yellow jackets so spanish fort improves to four and two in region play mcgill Tulin. Now in danger of missing the playoffs. Remember, they dropped down from 7A to 6A. They had three straight years. They made it to the Super 7 before the, the Thompson in Region 2 battle started. It was uh, the city of Hoover versus McGill-Tulin for three straight years. Um, and McGill-Tulin winning one of those over Spain Park. So they've dropped down now in danger of missing the playoff there in 6A Region 1. Any other scores before we get to 7A? Well, I just want to just want to mention Spanish Fort with a big win over McGill-Tulin, 33-24. And St. Paul's continues their winning ways in 6A as they beat Robertsdale 38-14. Yeah, St. Paul is also trying to get in there. St. Paul's McGill Tulin, that's the battle right now in Region 1. St. Paul's got the early season win on them, barely, in a really close game. So St. Paul's trying to work their way in. McGill Tulin uh, kind of working their way out, but still, um, you know, some uh, some games to go there in Region 1. Moving into 7A Region 1, this was a game, kind of curious how it was going to go. Everybody thought it was going to be an undefeated matchup uh, a couple of weeks ago until Foley upset Fairhope to give them their first loss. However, Fairhope upsets, unbeaten in Region at least, Daphne 26-7 to now put themselves back into good position, and Foley now in position potentially to win that region title depending on what happens yeah i know and you talked about an upset last well a couple of weeks ago but you know foley jumped all over alma bryant which is not a bad football team they beat them 55 to 32 so you're right john that whole region down there's very of course i'm gonna tell you right now all of 7a this year to me with the exception of maybe up north is very interesting on what's going on it is really, really region three is the only one that's playing out how we kind of expected it to Thompson Hoover at the top, Hewitt in third, and then the winner of County and Vestavia. But I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if this shows up on camera or not, but I do my, my confidence grades and this is region one. This yeah. is how I have it right now. Based on the games that have played out, you see, I have big red letters, low confidence against all of these teams because Baker is also sitting down here out of the playoffs right now at three and two strictly based on records because Mary Montgomery got the win, but I have no confidence in any team in Region 1. This is just not to say that any of them are bad necessarily, just to say the way it is. You have 3-1, three 3-1, and 3-1, and 3-2, three and 3-2. One, three and one, three and and they have all beaten each other up, and all and it really all goes to one game, and that is Foley beating Fairhope a couple of weeks ago. It's the whole reason it's, it's this way right now, because I thought Fairhope would beat Daphne before that game. The Foley game was really the only thing that made me question it, but uh, I just, you know, throwing that out there to show that it is all over the place in Region 1, but a big win from Fairhope to uh, put themselves back in the conversation. I dropped them from 1 to 4 to 1. 
all because of the Foley game, and then and they beat still Daphne. low confidence. And still low confidence because I right. have no idea what's going to happen in that region. So, uh, And also, <laughs> I have right here. And just like that, this region is a complete mess because that is basically <laughs> the way it is because everybody's beating everybody. The only thing we can say uh, with any absolution is that Davidson and Alma Bryan are out of the playoff hunt, but everybody else still fighting for it. And, uh, yeah, big win there from Fairhope. All right, I got to open my, my spreadsheet back up to even get back to where things were. Um, region Re- 2. Yep. No, not Region 2. Region 4. Three games in Region 4 last week that, um, you know, kind of helped set the stage for where things are, and it's still a little confusing. Austin, they beat James Clements 41-33. A close game, an eight-point game, so one one possession game there. Um, they moved, improved to 5-0 and oh in Region play. James Clements falls to 2-3. and three. Florence and Huntsville. Florence beat Huntsville 27-7. Florence moves to 4-1. and one. Huntsville drops to 3-2. and two. Bob Jones and Sparkman. 48 to 40, Bob Jones, a battle of the White brothers, LeRon White and uh, Kelvis White, my former coach. Love Kelvis White, doing good things. I'm so happy to see him being successful at Bob Jones. They get the win 48-40, another one-score game there. They, they improved to 3-2, and two, and Spartman drops to 2-3. and three. Now, in there, I had four teams that were 3-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. Florence and Austin have kind of moved ahead just a little bit, but there is still a lot to do when it comes to 7A Region 4, including a couple of huge games coming up this week involving those teams. But we'll get to that in a second. But that's the teams and kind of where their records are right now. Austin 1, Florence 2. Behind them, technically Bob Jones and Huntsville, but uh, you also have Sparman and James Clemens fighting for a spot there as well. So Region 4 is uh, all over the place when it comes to the playoff hunt. In Region 3, Spain Park getting their first big region win over Chelsea, 35-21. Tim Vakakis finally getting it done. Well, it had to be Chelsea because Chelsea, I tell you, Spain Park hadn't played this good this year, even though it is his first year, but Chelsea's played worse. Let's just say it like it is. And that was a matchup of the two bottom teams in Region 3, obviously. But uh, I feel sorry for Chelsea. They got a long way to go. Yeah, they do. And coming up from 6A, they're the team that replaced Gatson City, who also struggled in 7A Region 3 as well, um, even though Gatson City locked up a region title last week in, in their 6A region. But um, Spain Park, they have uh, Hewitt this week, so assuming that's a loss. Then they get Oak Mountain. They have a chance to finish uh, six in the region, even though it looked grim at first, finally getting their first big win um, over Chelsea in region play. Vestavia and Hewitt Trustville, the, uh, the best game, I think, of – Region 3 last week. Hewitt Trustville gets the win, 45-37. They kind of kept it at, I don't know if you're watching that or not, they kind of kept it at like a two-score game, and Vestavia would close it, then Hewitt would open it, then Vestavia would close it, but still a one-score game at the end. Yeah, it's like Vestavia just couldn't quite get there, but Hewitt did a great job of making sure they couldn't get there. And a couple of big plays and then drives also, so that was a great ball game, a great high school ball game. Vestavia Hills, as they were winding up this year, May not be where they want to be this year, but I'm telling you, I'm impressed. Evans has got them playing good ball. Yeah, I mean, they had glimpses in that very first region game against Thompson, but it was a very first region game, um, you know, and so there were glimpses. Their quarterback got hurt and didn't play hardly the second half either. It was a 34-14 win for Thompson, but then the very next week, Hoover, I think it was 20-14. to 14. I mean, it was a close game against Hoover there. Um, you know, and so they, they play Hewitt to one score. They play Hoover to one score. They keep Thompson. Thompson kind of exploded in the third quarter, but it was a close game um, there at the, at the half for Thompson and Vestavius. So Vestavia County, they play next week. That's basically going to decide 
the final playoff spot, depending on what happens with Thompson and Tuscaloosa County, because that could still throw a complete wrench in everything if, if Tuscaloosa County were able to get that upset. But last week, I was flipping back and forth between Vestavia Hewitt and County and Hoover. That game was close. It was 7-6 to six at halftime, but Hoover ended up pulling away 31-13. You know, I made some notes somewhere about Tuscaloosa County. I'm going to tell you, they'll hit you. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Tuscaloosa County... Look out, because uh, we're going we're gonna to break them down in a little bit. But they got a much better football team than a lot of people think. Yeah, I mean, when you see Tuscaloosa County versus Hoover or Thompson or Hewitt, you expect a blowout. Kind of was for the Hewitt game. I wouldn't consider this a blowout, even though it was 31-13. Like I said, it was a one-point game at the half, and that's more Hoover kind of running away with it at the end. Um, but County's a good football team, and they have a chance to make the playoffs still. I think depth had a lot to do with that. I think Hoover just had the depth, and as you go into the game – uh, and and so many hard licks were were placed in that game by their by the defense of Tuscaloosa County. That's what really stood out to me. Their linebackers are hard hitting, and so even though that score we mentioned that earlier this week, that score is one of those that you you know people say on the losing side. Well, the score wasn't it was much worse than the game was, but that really was because Hoover scored late to put that extra points on there. There was a time when Tuscaloosa County could have gone ahead in that ball game in the third quarter, so. Good ball game all the way around, and congratulations to Hoover, though, which, of course, we're going to talk about next week is setting up one of the biggest games in the state, which it always is. Yeah, always waiting for that Thompson-Hoover game in the final week. I'll say this, you you mentioned depth with Hoover. You know, a team like Hoover has a ton of players and a story program, and it's, it's Hoover. Thompson now has worked their way into where Thompson's kind of in the same category. I'd say Hewitt's pretty much in that same category, even though they hadn't quite gotten over the hump of, uh, of Hoover and Thompson yet. But I've noticed the teams that Thompson has beaten this year, since that's the games we call every week, when I look across the opposite sideline, it's half as many players. It's a third as many players. Watching that Oak Mountain game last week, there's nobody on that sideline for them. They didn't have the depth that when it came time for the backups to come in, all the starters were still in because there weren't hardly any backups to put in. And you can tell a lot of these teams is about getting the kids to buy into the program, and it's about – um, you know, even the backups buying in and saying, look, you still need to work hard, work hard in practice. I mean, you know, that's one of the things that the first state championship I won was I was a sophomore and I was a second string guy. But, you know, I felt like I worked hard to earn that championship as much as the starters that played out there right. and <clears throat> ultimately led to me starting and then winning a championship as a starter as well. So, you know, that that is one thing I've noticed. And, and we haven't seen County yet, so we'll see what it's like this week. But that is something I've noticed that when you watch Thompson and Hoover play, it's watching two colleges out there play with the amount of players they have on that roster and, uh, you know, the depth and the, the buy-in they have from not just the, the players, but the whole student body, the whole city um, getting behind them. And that's something that I think Thompson has done a really good job of building up, you know, the last few years, obviously Hoover has had, um, I think Hewitt Trussell has had, but, you know, a lot of these programs are doing the same kind of thing to help build up. And I mentioned Thompson O'Mountain, Thompson won that 51 nothing. not a lot to talk about right there. Yeah, and moving into uh, Region 2, John, Central Phoenix City with a big win over Lee Montgomery, 55-20. to Enterprise beat Dothan, 55-28. So, um, you know, setting up Auburn, um, also, of course, doing real well in that region as they will move on now. As But one team I want to mention is Prattville. Prattville has come on and won the games they're supposed to since that big loss. They won again last week, 38-20 over Jeff Davis. They've got a Thursday night game. It'll be on TV. And uh, let's see, they're playing uh, Lee Montgomery uh, this week. So if they can take care of that, then that's setting up a chance for them 
uh, to play. They still got to play Hoover and Central. I mean, uh, Auburn, Auburn and Central. So just the way that region is working out is really good. There is a chance for chaos there because that's now a nine-team region, so they are going to play all the way to the final week. Like I mentioned, some are done now if you're a 16-region. This is now a nine-team region. Used to be the opposite. Region 1 used to be a a nine-team region. Region 2 is a seven-team region. They flip now because uh, some of the mobile teams have have fallen in size, and then teams like Opelika and Lee Montgomery have moved up in size. So, you know, Prattville, they're currently in playoff position the way they've played, but they do have two very tough games left. So I would still kind of sort of classify them on the outside looking in. But Enterprise, you mentioned that game they won over Dothan. That puts Enterprise back in position now to potentially work their way in. So that that's a super interesting uh, region to watch. And everybody's going to w- talk about Auburn and Central next week because that's the, the big matchup. But there's a lot to watch with these different teams because there have been crazy upsets both ways. Um, you know, Prattville losing to the teams they've lost to, beating the teams that they've beaten. Um, you know, Opelika beating Central has now put Central in a position where if they lose to Auburn, they're going to drop out of a top two spot. I mean, coming into the season, everybody says it's Auburn and Central and everybody else in the South, but Opelika's there now. And Fairhope's there now, and Foley is there now, and uh, uh, Prattville is there now. I mean, Dothan is there now. I mean, there's all kind of teams that it's like Auburn's been the best by far, but outside of that, you could see any of these teams losing on any given Friday or Thursday, whatever they happen to play. Um, you know, but we'll see what Auburn does this week. But as of right now, Auburn is firmly written in that number one spot, and they're going to try to hold on to that against Central Phoenix City this week. We'll talk about that game, which I think is probably the biggest game in the state coming up this week, plus a lot of other games. We'll get back right here on Next Round Preps. At Albritton and Artavino Family Dentistry, we know how valuable your time is. So if it's a crown you need, let us take care of it with our same-day crown service. We have the latest technology allowing us to build your custom crown right here in our office while you wait. All Britain and Artavino Family Dentistry is here to serve you. All Britain and Artavino are easy to find. Exit 238, that's the Alabaster exit, next door to American Family Care or call them at 205-664-7610. Alabaster Living has been a major community supporter for years in the Alabaster area and is excited to introduce their new streaming TV channel. Alabaster Living Television can be found on Roku and Fire Stick and has new video content featuring Thompson High School, the city of Alabaster, local churches, businesses, and citizens added weekly. Just load ALTV to your streaming device and start watching to see all that Alabaster has to offer. You can also follow Alabaster Living on Facebook and YouTube to stay on top of everything going on in the community. Add ALTV to your Roku or Fire Stick device today. Hi, I'm Jerry Young. I want to tell you about Holloway Home Loans here in Central Alabama. Thomas Holloway is a former Oak Mountain Eagle who moved on to play his college ball and earn his degree from West Point. Thomas is still an Army Reservist and an expert in residential home mortgages, offering personalized service at an amazing price because he works for you and not the financial institutions. Call Thomas today at 205-413-2858 or you can email him thomas at hollowayhomeloans.com. That's Holloway Home Loans and Edge Home Financing, MLS 1985757. Cartridge World of Vestavia is well known for the lowest prices on toner cartridges, but are you aware of their free printer program? You heard right, there's no catch. Simply agree to buy your ongoing printer cartridges from Cartridge World of Vestavia and we'll provide you with a printer at no cost. A Cartridge World expert will personally consult with you to find out your business's exact needs so you can have a stronger bottom line. Visit Cartridge World of Vestavia Hills on the web or call 205-822-6767. That's Cartridge World of Vestavia. 
Welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. We talked about last week and uh, some of the playoff spots that were locked up, some of the playoff positions and how some regions are totally out of whack. Now let's move into a week that will hopefully help calm things down and help set the stage for the playoffs a little more as a lot more region spots will be locked up, including some region titles across all classifications as we move into week eight, officially week eight, the ninth week overall of the season. And uh, if you want to check out all the bracketology, I know we talk about mostly 6A and 7A teams here with a little 5 and 4A, but every classification is up at alpreps.com 1a through 7a and you can check all of that i'm sure there's mistakes i've made in there those numbers start running together after a while but um, go check out the bracketology there share it everywhere and you know the whole reason i do it is to let you know where you could potentially be traveling who you could potentially be playing if you're even going to make the playoffs at all so um, try to break down every scenario in every region and every classification there at alpreps.com uh, we're going to start in Class 5A, and with, I said Auburn and Central is the game of the week a minute ago, but you could argue this is the game of the week, Leeds and Moody. No losses between the two teams, Leeds 7-0 overall, Moody 8-0 overall, both 4-0 in region play. I plugged this into my little calculator, and it gave me Moody by just under a touchdown. Jake Anderson's squad is at home. Do they get it done? Do they win this region? I think region? the touchdown advantage is because they have a home game. That whole 411 corridor down there is going to be, I mean, it's going to be insane just to go for between Leeds and Moody on Friday because I can see both towns literally closing down. I don't know where they're going to put all those people. I'm going Moody, and I'm going by three points. I mean, I probably agree. Moody in a close one. I mean, Leeds is great. Jerry Hood obviously knows what he's doing, has been a phenomenal coach over his time at uh, Oak Mountain, Clay Chalville, now here. But – um, you know, Jake Gannis is, is new to the head coaching realm. This is his first year there at Moody, but he was such a high-energy guy at Thompson, obviously was a part of all those championship teams that Thompson has had, and he's just the kind of coach I'd want to play for. Well, he's trained by the best. I mean, let's put it. I mean, he's watched Mark Freeman do it for three, four years, and you throw that energy in with a young – he's like a young Mark Freeman, but with the energy that is incredible um, – yeah, I just I like the whole Moody team. I would I was I'm shocked that I'm sitting here this late in the season talking about Moody with a first year head coach and not only a first year head coach but a first first year head coach. Yeah. His first head coaching assignment. So uh, congratulations to Moody. That's all I can say, and I look for them to beat Leeds. Yeah, being at this point is not a surprise, but this fast I mean, it is like that. It is night and day difference, and he has done a phenomenal job there. And obviously, uh, his college career, too, you know, being under some great coaches there also. So, uh, yeah, Moody and Leeds is, is you know, if for the uh, under 6A classifications game of the week, it is going to be a, a really good one there at Moody. Uh, Moody will host this one. If Leeds wins, they win the region. If Moody wins, they don't win the region. They still have to beat Southside Gaston because that could potentially cause a three-way tie should they lose to Southside Gaston. But – Obviously, the winner here will be in the driver's seat and control their own destiny. And if uh, Moody wins, they'll still control their own destiny against Southside next week. One other 5A game I did want to mention, Faith Academy, 6-1 overall, 4-1 in region play at Williamson, who's 4-2 in region play. Both teams are in right now, but if Williamson loses, there's a good chance they'll miss the playoffs, even though they're 4-2 right now because they lost to Viger, who's sitting right behind them in Williamson's last game is UMS right. So I've should got, they lose this one, that would probably be two losses. That's right. I got Williamson uh, a minus 21 points. So three my, touchdowns. My little formula said yeah, 17, so, so close, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Faith Academy should take care of business. Williamson's a good football team. They're just not quite there yet. 
Yeah, and like I said, it's tough to be four and two right now and think you could potentially miss the playoffs. But that's the way that region is. It's a tough one. Um, and like I said, Viger got the head-to-head over Williamson, so that's going to be tough for them. Should they lose? Because like I said, they only have one game left, and it's UMS right. Sorry, you get to play the best team, best team in 5A in your final game. All right, moving into Class 6A. Um, 6A Region 1, Theodore has been phenomenal this season we're all waiting until they play Saraland coming up but they have McGill Tulin now who's tied for fourth with St. Paul's but same thing as uh as Williamson they may only have two region losses but they're in danger of missing the playoffs because of what's happened so far yeah and they will they're, they're I, I got them at a 20 point underdog as well Theodore's a good football team you're good Mc, at this yes M- McGill Tulin I, 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 I got 20 points too you're, you're, you're good. good yeah Oh, mine's mathematical. I'll plug it, just plug it in a formula right. and let, let it tell me what it is. Mine's just old age experience <laughs> between my ears. Okay? I'm impressed. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had Theodore minus 20 and a half. So uh, you're right there at the number. So, all right, I'm a, oh, let's, let's pick this one then. Carver Montgomery, 4-0 in region play. <clears throat> Sydney Lanier, 3-1 in region play. Carver wins a set up a region title game against Pike Road. If Lanier wins, could potentially lead to a three-way tie. What do you have in this one? All right. Well, originally I would say that Sidney Lanier would be the underdog. However, for some reason, after watching Carver Montgomery play, I just think Sidney Lanier is going to win this game. Even though I I would say that the game probably favors a little bit more on Carver's side. So how where would you where would you set the line? Not what you pick, but where would you set the line? I'd set it at two points. For Carver? For no, for uh, for Lanier, Lanier. I got it at Carver minus three. So close. Okay. A field goal in, in Carver's way. Um, you know that there's a lot of games that they play down there that um, aren't really like road atmospheres. You know, so many teams play at Crampton Bowl and everything that it's not really road atmospheres a lot of time. But um, yeah, Carver, I got him as a slight favorite in this one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Pike Road next week when they play Carver because that'll be for the region title. Um, if Pike Road wins that, they will win the region title no matter what. They, that is Lanier's one loss so far this season, but should be a good one there but between Lanier and Carver. All right, I'm going to give you another chance. All right. Briarwood, yeah. one and three in region play, three and four overall at Ben Russell, who's five and two, but two and two in region play. What about this one? I don't even know where to go with this one. I mean, how do you pick a team – that takes so many games to the last play of the game, that loses in overtime, that wins on the last play of the game with heroic efforts, I really would say that's a coin toss. I'm just going to put that game as even. My thing spit out Briarwood minus one. Okay. So that's about as as close as you can get to a coin toss. Briarwood, they are all but out of the playoffs. They do have to have a miracle to make it. They need Helena to win out which means Helena would get a win over uh, Ben Russell and knock them out, get a win over Kalira and knock them out, and they need to beat Ben Russell this week and beat Homewood next week in a big rivalry game there. As Homewood this week takes on Pelham, Homewood's unbeaten in region play. If they win this, they win the region because they will win all tiebreakers at that point. Um, Pelham 3-1, and one, if they win, it'll cause a three-way tie for first because Helena beat Pelham, who beat Homewood, who beat Helena. What about Homewood at Pelham? Okay, I got a feeling that your mathematical thing is going to show Homewood as an underdog. However, I like Homewood a lot, not just because of you. I'm not trying to make you feel good. (laughs) I just think Homewood's got – I think they played so much better as the year has progressed. So, I'm going with Homewood in this game. I have this as a pick 
dead even between Homewood and nice. Pelham. Pelham does have the home field advantage here. Homewood's had some close calls this season that, uh, you know, make me think somewhere along the way they're going to drop a game in region play that they shouldn't. Strictly based on who they've beaten, they, Homewood beat Helena, Helena beat Pelham. You think Homewood would get the win here. I think Pelham's got a shot in this one. I know I'm a homer for Homewood, but uh, I think Pelham has a shot. I think they got a shot. I just think at the end of the day, the defense for Homewood is a little stronger, and I think that's going to win the ballgame. A team you are familiar with because I actually drove past and saw your name, not your name, but your last name, on the stadium at Brookwood High School on that yes. football field where I've played a couple of times. McAdory at Brookwood. Winner is in. Loser most likely out. Four touchdown game. Brookwood's going to be the underdog in that game without a doubt. But uh, you're right. My cousin, the field's named after Billy Joe Young, and that's my cousin who was injured on that field many years ago. Uh, as a matter of fact, this year, Brookwood, with a new coach, got a new thing. They unretired Billy Joe Young's number for this season, and they, uh, all the teachers and all the uh, players had to vote on who gets that number if they are able to meet certain requirements to wear that number, and they, they did take it out of retirement, whether they're to continue next year or not. The reason I say that is that's part of the reason that the whole community of Brookwood now is rallying around that team. However, this year they just don't have what it takes to win it, I don't think. I'm going to say at least a three-touchdown uh, loss for Brookwood. I got McAdore as a four-touchdown favorite in this one. Um, you know, I, I would say give a lot of credit to Brookwood, though, even if they miss out. It's kind of like with Tuscaloosa County, you know, the same area uh, of the state. But, you know, Tuscaloosa County could easily still miss the playoffs despite how good they played this season if they lose to Thompson and then lose to Vestavia next week. And Brookwood's the same way. I, thought, I like McAdory in this one. But Brookwood has done a great job to get up to this point to where they're fighting for playoff position in this game. But McAdory lost a couple games trying to, um, you know, work their way into the playoffs because they are not a team that usually misses the the playoffs they're almost always in um so trying to get the win on the road at brookwood um like i said winner in loser is out most likely not mathematically but they are most likely out um in that region though Hueytown and northridge trying to fight for second place both have already lost to hillcrest tuscaloosa hillcrest just has to win one of two games against the lower teams in that region to lock up the region so they basically have but who do you think is going to be second between Hueytown and northridge i think that's another corn toss john i don't know uh, Northridge, you know, kind of up and down a little bit. Hueytown's tradition, so I think that's a coin toss. Hueytown, I got a couple touchdown favorite. I think that a lot of it has to do with the name and the stats they put up. You put up 75 points on a team. That's true. That's going to help your stats out when it comes to trying to make a line in this one. Northridge, though, has played pretty good this season. I am leaning in the direction of Hueytown, though, on the road to get the win over Northridge because they've been there before. All right, 6A Region 6. Shades Valley and Pinson Valley. The game is going to be at Pinson, but both of them sitting at two and two right now. Loser out, winner in. Uh, go ahead and write in ink Pinson Valley, okay? Because <laughs> they're mad. They're going to win this week. They're going to put Shades Valley, even though we all have talked about that all year, with Ruben Nelson Jr. being the coach at Shades Valley now. But I'm going to tell you what, Pinson Valley got a good football team. They're going to win this Friday night. I do think Pinson wins in this one. Got him a four-touchdown favorite over Shades Valley to win this one at home. Elsewhere in that region, though, Clay Chaltville hosts Oxford. Oxford 3-1 and one in region play. That loss coming to Pinson. Uh, Clay Chaltville unbeaten in region play. Clay Chaltville, the only loss of the season was that game to Thompson in the middle of the season. Oxford loss drops them to fourth. 
with a game to go against center point, Clay Chalkville there, Clay Chalkville. Not even close. Clay Chalkville all the way. Yeah, I got Clay by 31 in that one over Oxford. Not quite the same Oxford team that we saw a few years ago that won the state title. Um, in Region 7, as we move up north, a couple of big games in Region 7. Uh, region 8, by the way, Gaston City has already locked up the region title there. It's, it's for the most part set. Just a little bit of uh, housekeeping to do in that one, really. But in Region 7, um, Hartzell, unbeaten in region play, unbeaten overall, 8-0 overall, 4-0 in region play they take on decatur who fell last week to muscle shoals decatur at hartzell hartzell locks up the region with a win decatur drops to third with a loss behind muscle shoals you know john this game's hard for me to pick i i just uh, you got to go with hartzell you got to i don't know why i just got a feeling dothan is a is a better team than a lot of people think but hartzell should win this game depending on when they run into clay and or mountain brook Hartzell's got a chance, I think, to make a little bit of a run. Gaston City, they're going to be a one seed out of Region 8, but um, you know, I don't know if they can get past Clay, Mountain Brook, or even Hartzell, the other region champs there. But um, Hartzell's got a chance to, to do something in the playoffs this year. I like them in that as well. Muscle Shoals, they host Coleman. Um, Muscle Shoals will go to second with a win and a Hartzell win. Coleman could potentially cause a three-way tie with a win and a Hartzell win. I, I marked this game, and that's exactly why. Can you imagine if Coleman were to win this game? That's going to throw that whole region out of whack. It will. So even though they're probably favored by a couple of touchdowns, Coleman, you know, big tradition up there and a great stadium, great facility, great press box, by the way. Um, yeah, I just want to see if Coleman has a chance. I doubt it. Uh, probably muscle uh, probably muscle shows will beat him by two or three touchdowns. One thing that's going to hurt Coleman, Coleman has a win over Mars Hill. Mars Hill, really, really solid. Lower classification team, but they are 3A. They were 2A. They moved up to 3A this year. They have a win over them, but that's not going to add any points or any wins to that non-region tiebreaker should they get this win and ultimately cause a three-way tie. So that's something to keep an eye on up there for Region 7, but I'll have all that for you at alpreps.com. I'll do the work for you so you can just sit back and see where your team goes. Uh, any other games we're moving to Class 7A? No, I think that's about it. It's Obviously, every game we're talking about is, uh, you know, big, big ball games as far as where the brackets are going to line up. No doubt. In Region 4 in Class 7A, um, a couple of big games. Austin trying to lock up the region with a win over Bob Jones. Bob Jones still fighting for position. Um, you know, there, there's a chance Bob Jones could miss the playoffs if they lose this, but then they have um, Albertville, who has not won a region game next week. But Austin 5-0 and at Bob Jones, who is 3-2. and What do you think about this one? I'm Patriots. I know it's going to be a close game. I just think uh, Bob Jones is hungry. I think they want to be back there. I think they'll win this game. I'm biased not only because I play for the Homewood Patriots, but because a former Homewood Patriot coach is now the head coach, like I mentioned, Kelvis White, my coach at Homewood, also my coach at Birmingham Southern as well. I love the things he's doing up there. I kind of like Bob Jones in an upset here as well. You, like, you think it'll be an upset? I think it'll be an upset. Okay, okay. I have Austin as a slight favorite just because they're unbeaten in region play. But uh, I think Bob Jones has a chance to pull it off, and that's a homer pick for me. But uh, I think Bob Jones has a chance to pull it off. If they do pull it off, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. If they lose, all I got to do, like I said, is beat Alberville, and I think going to be in regardless depending on what happens Spartman though uh LaRon White brother of Kelvis White they played last week they are two and three after losing to Bob Jones last week they take on Huntsville who's third right now in the region but they need this win to be okay because they have Austin next week Spartman has Florence next week so a very very pivotal game between Spartman and Huntsville what do you think about this one I'm going with Spartman on this one I think uh, you know even though they're traveling to Huntsville, so it's not a long trip over there obviously but uh, I like Spartman by about a touchdown in this game. 
This is the one line that really kind of shot me. I had Spartman as a nine and a half point favorite in this one based on all the numbers, even though Huntsville technically has a better record. Same overall, but better region record. But uh, Spartman on the road as well. So we'll see what happens. Spartman and Huntsville, like I said, very, very, very important for position in that one. We'll get to 7A Region 3 here in a second as we talk about the game we'll be calling this weekend. But in Region 2, couple of big games we'll get to the the biggest one here in a second but enterprise this is a game that's become a lot bigger because they have now have a chance to work their way in the playoffs two and three in region play they go to opelika who's four and two in region play opelika can lock up a playoff spot and basically knock enterprise out with a win but enterprise can cause a whole lot of chaos and potentially put opelika out depending on what happens the rest of the season with the win well, John, I don't know what to say. Enterprise, I think, is a better team than Opelika. Wow. I, I really do. But Opelika has come into 7A fighting, scratching, clawing. They didn't want to be known as the Chelsea of 7A, so to speak. They wanted to say that they they have embraced going to 7A is the best way to put it. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to stick with Enterprise. Enterprise on the road there with a win. I actually have Enterprise as a two-point favor based oh, on wow. based on my analytics there. I do think it's a close game. You know, John, you need to just throw that away and listen to me. I know. You? You, okay. You're, you're my calculator and computer okay. over there. Uh, but, no, I like Opelika, though, in this one, even though I have Enterprise favored. Uh, like I said, they're going to try to lock up a playoff spot and try to get Enterprise out of the way. Prattville, the other uh, question mark when it comes to Opelika based on what happens with them the rest of the season. Also, depending on what happens with Central Phoenix City, the team that Opelika upset, they're 5-1 and one in region play with that one loss coming to Opelika. Auburn, completely unblemished on the season, the number one team in the state, I think in most people's minds, strictly based on the fact they haven't lost yet compared to Thompson and Hoover losing games, but Auburn at Central Phoenix City. I'll be surprised if your mathematical stuff comes up with anything other than an even game. I have a I central it, minus five. Minus five. So you, I love that because they're at home in this game against Auburn. It's usually a pretty good game. I just I, – I think this will be, you know, the best game in the state other than Moody and Leeds. Uh, this game right here is going to determine a lot of stuff, mainly who has home field advantage in the second round of the playoffs. I just don't see Auburn losing this game. I, I think I'm with you. I think Central showed some, uh, you know, some uh, – Issues when they lost to Opelika, a team that then turned around and lost to Prattville the very next week. They played IMG Academy somewhat close, but, you know, I'm just, IMG Academy is just IMG Academy. But I do think Auburn, I, I think Auburn's destined to make it um, to Auburn this year for the Super 7. And I don't necessarily see them losing any games along the way, and that includes this week against Central Phoenix City. But you, you never know. We'll you see. never know. It's a toss-up to me. Uh, one game, I only had one game because some of the teams in Region 1 are playing some of the lower teams, so not super important um, unless they were to somehow get massively upset. But one game I did have in Region 1 was Daphne at Mary Montgomery. This now becomes a game Daphne was in first place all by themselves until they lost to Fairhope. Now Mary Montgomery is in playoff position at 3-2. and two. Mary Montgomery has a chance to – right now I have a fourth because of uh, a win over Baker. If Mary Montgomery can get a win here, they can move themselves up to an even higher position in the playoff race. If Daphne wins, they finish with Foley, so they have to win this game. They have to try to get a win over Mary Montgomery, but I'm not sold either way on these teams. I'm not. I'm sitting here thinking, flipping my thumb. It's, a, it's another coin toss. I would say Daphne would probably be a little bit of an underdog in this game, but – then again, when I say that out loud, it's hard to say that out loud because Daphne's Daphne. 
But I still – so many games this week, but that's a corn toss. Yeah, I got to go with Daphne. This one I have him as a very slight favorite in this one on the road. But um, I, I got to go with Daphne. They're, they've been there. They are always a playoff team, always competing for region titles. And I think they get the win and bounce back against Mary Montgomery. All right, moving on to Region 3, the uh, the region here that we're waiting for Thompson and Hoover next week. Um, Hoover, they take on Chelsea. Poor Chelsea. Move on. <laughs> Moving on that one. That's the one I actually don't have a line for because it was such a, a, a difference. It couldn't even calculate a line. Um, Hewitt Trussell, they traveled to Spain Park. Spain Park getting their first big region win last week, but I got Hewitt as a four-touchdown favorite in that one. I should got, be. Yeah, I'd say at least that, maybe a three, but yeah. Yeah, should be an easy enough win there for Hewitt. Vestavia at Oak Mountain. Vestavia. Vestavia all the way. Yeah, I got them These by 18. Yep. But then the game that's – you would have thought, ah, it's another too easy game. you think this would be a boring week for Region 3, but Thompson at Tuscaloosa County now has a lot more intrigue to it than it did in the past, the way County played Hoover fairly close last week, and the fact that they're fighting for playoff position, and they host this game. They had to go to Hoover last week. They host Thompson this week. Thompson 5-0 and in Region play, County 3-2. and Next week, no matter what happens in this game, County will be playing Vestavia for that final playoff spot. But if they beat Thompson – then there's actually a chance that they could cause some craziness if Hoover beats Thompson and calls a three-way tie for second to throw Hewitt back in that conversation. All right. I'm, I'm sure that your math over there is going to say that Thompson by three or four touchdowns. But I've seen Tuscaloosa County play. I've followed them all year. I'm telling you, they got a good quarterback. they got a good running back, and they got one really good receiver, and they're strong linebacking core. Those positions right there can change the game. Now, as you know, the offensive-defensive line, who controls that? Thompson's offensive line early in the year was a little suspect. They have come together playing much better the last three, four games, ever since really Clay Chalkville. They played really well. Thompson's going to have the advantage in throwing the ball. Uh, uh, Tuscaloosa County's going to have the advantage a little bit, I think, in running the ball. Because their offensive line, of course, you got to go against Peter Woods. They're going to try the short passes. They're going to try the swing passes, screens, any kind of misdirection, anything they can because Adam Weingarten knows what it takes to beat a good team. He's faced Thompson before. He's got a real bad taste in his mouth with Thompson. Uh, so, you know, this year he knows he's got a better team. They're going to have them playing hard. I don't think this game is going to be a, a blowout. I, at one time we've always said that. This is not the same Tuscaloosa County team as last year. I think it's a two-touchdown game. I think Thompson handles them in the end, but it's going to be a good ball game. Any guess what the number was? No. 31 points. Wow, that's bigger than I thought. <laughs> Thompson minus 31. Uh, I don't know that it's quite that big. Uh, I'd probably say it's a 20-ish point game in favor of Thompson just because outside of last week against Oak Mountain, the, the offense hasn't been able to put up uh, crazy points. Their highest before that was 35 against Spain Park. Another team down there at the bottom. Well, they they put up a little more against um, against Chelsea. But you know, I, I think you know, I, I think Thompson gets the win by about three touchdowns in this one. And that sets up next week for Thompson Hoover for one and two. Hewitt locked in at three, and Vestavian County fighting for that final spot. I know everybody's all about Thompson and Hoover, and we'll be calling that game obviously, but. I'm very, very interested to see how that Vestavia-Tuscaloosa County game next week turns out. I am, too. And by the way, we mentioned Thompson in the thing. If you'd like to watch or listen to the game, you can hear John and I call the game at warriornationnetwork.org. You can click on the listen button, get that broadcast audio for free. And if you're one of the few people that follow high school sports and are not 
a subscriber to the NFHS Network. First of all, shame you on should you. should be. And secondly of all, this would be a good time to subscribe because you're about to get the big games and also some playoff games. Should be a fun week this week. Like I mentioned, uh, Auburn Central, the probably biggest game in the bigger classification, leads Moody in the smaller classifications. And then, of course, you can watch us, like Jerry said, Thompson at Tuscaloosa County. And we're all waiting for that big game next week between Thompson and Hoover. We'll see if Chalk holds this week or if there's some crazy upsets that makes my bracketology even harder next week. Or hopefully everything will settle down and we'll just know exactly who needs to win. Tell everybody one more time where they can find these brackets. Alpreps.com is where you can find those brackets. And once you come to the website, I'll pull it up here for you you can uh i'll have every classification easily listed bracketology just hit whichever classification you want if you want class 7a you can hit that and there it is the bracket this is obviously not the official bracket so don't take this as the official ahsa right. bracket but i kind of give confidence grades for everybody explain each region and how it all ultimately plays out and you can catch all that there and then of course i'll update it friday night into saturday depending on what happens this week yeah and john we got a lot of listeners and viewers down in central alabama believe it or not demopolis and prattville and selma all down through there and they are all a lot of 1-8 schools in those little thing in those uh, smaller towns so you got the brackets up for 1-8-2-A so no yep. matter where you are in the state folks you can get these at afstock Yep, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, and 7A. We'll have it all for you at alpreps.com and next week right here on Next Round Preps.